Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Are you tired of lugging around heavy, bulky tree stands, whether you're using a climber or a hang-on and would prefer to hunt lighter and more mobile? If you said yes, then you need to check out the Tethered Mantis Saddle and Predator platform. For me, this uh, setup has done a couple things for me over the past year and a half. I've definitely been more mobile, lighter, and when you get into those situations where maybe the wind switches on you or whatever, and in, in years past, you didn't want to pull all your gear, it's because you didn't want to move it, didn't want to make additional noise and things of that nature. This kind of solved all those problems for me, and I'm able to kind of tear down quickly, make a move if I need to make a move and get set up uh, without losing a whole lot of hunting time. The other thing I do a lot more of with this is actually I, I'll still hunt my way through or just kind of go into an area where I'd like to check out. Scout with all my stuff on my back. It's super light, so I don't really even notice it. And I hunt to where I'm going, or I still hunt through to where I'm ultimately going to set up, which is a great benefit, has been a great benefit to me so far this year. If you're interested in all these things, then you need to head over to tetherednation.com, check out all their information related to saddle hunting, and release your inner tree ninja. First thing I do in the morning before a hunt is, of course, I have to have my morning coffee. And I'm sure most of you out there probably feel the same. Make sure you're filling your mug with Skull Brew Coffee as it is the only coffee company that is both 2% for conservation certified and, of course, donates 10% of their profits to conservation organizations who are helping us to secure the future of our wild places. So head to SkullBrewCoffee.com and choose between three killer roasts of coffee and know that you are supporting conservation with every sip. All right, if you listen to this uh, podcast for any length of time, you guys know that I am good friends with all the guys over at Exodus. And I want to give you a quick heads up that you should be checking out some of their content if you haven't already. They have a podcast out called Trail Cam Radio, and they release new episodes every Tuesday. So the day before you listen to this one, you could be listening to that one as well. They've done some deep dives with some great guests. Uh, you'll you'll recognize some of these names as Jeff Sturgis, Dan Enfault, and The Hunting Public. And they also jump into and talk to some uh, less-known hunters who consistently are getting it done many times on public land. Uh, if you prefer to watch podcasts, if you're looking for some video content, uh, they have a YouTube channel as well, and that is packed, of course, with great videos and interviews. One of the most popular ones they did is a, a candid interview with John Eberhart, and uh, if you know anything about John, you always get the straight dope from him. And for my, for specifically my PA listeners, uh, they just recently posted a public land Big Woods interview with Steve Shirk, which I which I consumed, and it is pretty awesome. This dude's killing hammers and getting on giant deer in, in, in uh, Pennsylvania, so it's absolutely a, a must-listen. So if you're looking for more whitetail content, especially here during the course of the season, you just can't get enough, uh, be sure to head over to their podcast, Trail Cam Radio, and their YouTube channel, Exodus Trail Cameras, 
and drop them a subscription or review and let them know that Truth from the Stand sent you. If you're also in the market for a truck hammer, uh, over the last four years, of course, Exus has consistently showed they build quality truck hammers that flat out just work. Of course, the best truck hammer warranty, period. Every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty and even comes with a theft and damage coverage. That's right, five years, literally half a decade, you'll be covered by the Exus five-year warranty. But more than likely, you won't need it because the cameras are built to last. Hello and welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast, brought to you by Skull Brew Coffee Company. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you're listening to episode number 145. Today, John and I are bringing you the first episode of this year's Rut Log, so stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth from the Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. And if you are a a regular listener, you might have noticed that we have a little bit of a different, a uh, little bit of a different intro. Bringing the bringing the Southern Rock feel, you know, trying to trying to get the feels of Kentucky. I'm sitting here with Mister Johnny Utah in <laughs> Iowa since he's from Kentucky. I'm trying to bring the Southern Rock in. That's right. I like it. That's right, man. Got to keep the uh, the Southern Rock vibes going. We got some Southern stuff going on here. We can't break the news yet, I don't think, but we had. Have some southern things that are going to hit the uh, hit, hit the can, shelves here at one point. We can break it now. Uh, just let's break it, dude. Yeah, break yeah. it down before sites, we, be- sites live. Sites live before we get into hunting. So just you, what you're listening to is the uh, the annual rut log. So if anyone uh, followed along last year, last year I went to Ohio. I try to put out a podcast once a day, once every other day, whatever the hunting will allow me to do. This year, as you've I'm sure have heard me talk about plenty of times during the course of the year, I'm in Iowa with John. Mm-hmm. Have had a couple hunts in, but John's been working diligently on a little uh, a side project, and we're going to break the news here, which is appropriate considering the Southern Rock intro. Yes, I like it. That's awesome, dude. It's kind of surreal. You're sitting right here. I know, dude. I know. There's bone all yeah, around in my us office. in your, in your yep. office. You know, it's a uh, we're back together again. It's like a, I know. It's it's like a couple. I know, I know. <laughs> what started out as a oh yeah, I know that guy from Harrisburg, right? Yeah, I know. I've been out twice now. You know, mm-hmm. to scout once in March, then out now to hunt. Hopefully, coming in light, yep. going out heavy mm-hmm. is the is the plan. That's the plan. Pack out heavy. That's right. So, what do you got going on, man? Let's break. Let's break some news. Let's break break the Southern Rock news. Breaking news. Um, so back in May, um, I actually started. Uh, uh, thinking about an idea of a different product, you know, I've, I've moved on from wicked tree gear and, um, I'm still doing a little bit of design work, uh, for a backpack company out in uh, Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted my own product, something that I can do myself. And I love Turkey hunting and I love bourbon and being from Kentucky. Of course I love bourbon. Um, so I am, I have a company called bourbon barrel calls, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the link to the site is um, is is in uh, the Instagram profile. But right now, it's a, it's linked to my Shopify site. Um, my DNS settings aren't working. The domain for bourbonbarrelcalls.com, it's going to take up to 48 hours to redirect. But uh, nonetheless, basically what it is, is, um, you know, an oak tree is growing. And then when it's cut down, it becomes whatever it's going to become. But in this case, they become bourbon barrels yep. and bourbon barrel lids. 
and then they store bourbon seven year, 12 year, whatever. Right. And then when it's done, typically those bourbon barrels just go to a landfill. They go, they get burned and that's it. Now people are starting to get into like doing crafts and stuff and they're making lazy Susans. And right. And people will finish like vinegars in them and stuff yeah. like weird stuff like that. Or they'll take it and, you know, finish a wine in it or whatever, just for some interesting characteristics yep. and stuff. Yep. And then sometimes some of the bigger barrel companies, the distilleries will kind of pass them down the line to mm-hmm. small, to smaller distilleries, yep. uh, micro brews and, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And I've got my hands on bourbon barrel lids and I'm giving them a new life and turning them into Turkey calls. So awesome. the entire pot, uh, the soundboard, um, and everything comes from the, the old bourbon barrel. So now if you look at a bourbon barrel, it's circled and there's branding on it where it says Jim beam or maker's mark or whatever. And only about 30% of that barrel lid has branding on it. And some has mm, yeah. you know, non-branded. So, there's different there's different models uh, that are on the site. You can get the branded calls or a non branded call, and then there's some personalized laser etching that we can do them as well. But you know, every call comes with a white oak striker that's got the logo stamp sealed on the on the butt of it in the wax. Yeah, looking like a bourbon bar- or looking yeah. like a bourbon bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And everything comes in a wood box, so they're super cool. They uh, they use a crystal striking surface. Um, the idea behind that is so it's transparent, so you can see through it. And like, if you were to take an old bourbon barrel and just peel the lid off of one, when you look inside of it, it's that charred wood. Yeah. So the same thing with our calls is when you look through the call, you're seeing that charred wood soundboard that's exposed. And that's actually from the inside right. of the barrel. Um, just kind of a cool little concept. And, um, you know, I like, I like tinkering with products and I like the back end story. It's kind of cool right. that. You know, my degrees in horticulture, so I, I like wood, you know. Uh, so anyways, yeah, site's live, man. Order them up. Pick yeah. them up, man. Yeah, everyone should check it out, man. It's uh, I got to watch you start to assemble some of them today and stuff yep. like that, you know, after I came out of the timber uh, after the morning hunt. And uh, I'm on the first batch. Yeah. I've got mine. Hand, I hand-selected mine. Yep. You know, it'll be number 13. Yep. My lucky number 13. Yep. And that's um, the other thing to point out is all of the calls, it, it, depending on which model it is, they are all uh, numbered by tank number and lot number, the same way bourbon barrels are stored in the warehouses right. They're by, by tank and uh, by brew and by distillery number. So uh, all the calls are going to be completely numbered, and that logbook will always be kept here with me in the office. Um, so at any time I can say, man, I wonder who's got call number 13. Oh, cool. Clint Campbell's got call 13. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. yeah, I told my wife, I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm getting a new Turkey call from John. She's like, you suck at Turkey hunting. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> maybe it'll bring you some. Know, that's what I said. I was like, well, I was like, maybe it's, I need a, a maybe I need a better call. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it might work, but, yeah. uh, they're super cool, man. I wanted to pick one up just because like they're dope. Like that's like, I don't know. I mean, you should take them out in the woods and use them, but sure. I kind of, because we're buddies, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I yeah. kind of want to just like have a place for it in like yeah. my hunting room or yep. whatever, where it can hang out. And well, and that's the part. I mean, it, they come in a wooden box that's, it's logo stamped on the outside of the box. It's got a patina, you know, old box. Um, and that's kind of the idea is that sure. I'm, I'm sure some people will take these out in the woods, but yeah. these are, this idea was these are collector's pieces. You know right. what I mean? They're, yeah. that's why they're numbered and, and stuff like that. So, 
Um, I wanted to really fancy up the box and the packaging and that way people could store them and, and have them on display on a mantle piece or whatever. And it's a good conversation piece. And, yeah. and anybody who likes, bur- you know, bourbon and turkeys, I mean, why not? Why not? Exactly. Well, I think, uh, we'll, we'll transition from turkey hunting since I suck at that yeah. we'll get in, and we'll get into yeah. uh, deer hunting, but I wanted you to, to kind of explain to everybody what's been going on. Cause yeah. I've been. I've been seeing that behind the scenes kind of uh-huh. things happen or whatever for the past couple of months. Yeah. And it was cool that I just happened to be able to be out here while it all kind of came to fruition. And, yeah. and I was like, cool, I get to get my turkey call. Yeah. Is, and I, right. and I just basically said, you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta skip hunting today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to get this done. I got to get the site live. And so yeah. And you did, you, you knocked it out too. And I was like, cause yeah. when I was leaving your place to go hunt this afternoon, now you were like, I think I'm just going to stay and knock this out today. I'm like, man, yeah. I don't know, dude. I was like, it took me longer than a day. And I'm like, yeah. you, I come, so I left here at like I was done at five. Yeah. I left here at one thirty. You were done at five. Yeah. It's like, I would still be sitting. Here. Like <laughs> it wasn't that, it wasn't, wasn't that bad. I mean, but it, um, but like you said, I already had all the pictures done and, and that kind of stuff. So that yeah. helped. And the pictures are dope. And, yeah. and, uh, that's where I always struggle whenever I'm building a site is like, I'm always looking for like shitty stock photos of yeah. stuff that doesn't match. Adobe stock. Yeah. Exactly. Which, what do you got? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so on to, uh, on to deer hunting. So yes. The reason here. why you're here. Yeah. The whole yes. reason why I'm in, in Iowa and drove 16 hours. So my trip started <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Uh, I left work on Thursday and jumped in the truck. Around six, mm-hmm. I slept for two hours at a rest stop <laughs> in Indiana, and uh, it was 28 degrees in my truck. It's the kind of cold where it's like, you know, I'm sleeping on the back seat, laid down. I got my, I was smart about it. I, I put my pillow in the back and I put my, mm-hmm. my sleeping bag in the back because I was like, you know, I'll get a little shut eye. And uh, I woke up like two hours later and like I couldn't feel my face because it was so cold in the truck. And so I, I got up, like, I think I've, Went to bed at like three thirty. Started waking up around five thirty ish. I officially got up, mm-hmm. you know, at like six and like got in the driver's seat and just started driving again. And made it here at like noon. I guess mm-hmm. I pulled into your house around noon. Yeah. And then we grabbed something to eat and then went out and did my did my first hunt. So I headed into like one of the areas that you've had uh, that you've hunted in in the past mm-hmm. several years that you've been here. You've had cameras out, and so you have you know which is been super helpful for me because you have a good inventory of like what yeah. you're like to do in that area and it gives you a starting point at least yeah exactly know. um so considering i had two hours of sleep i was looking partially for like well, how can i get in the woods and like use the day to hunt but not kill myself and that mm. was like the perfect hunt um saw deer at the very end of the day or at the end of the evening uh you have three cameras in there so i checked two of them i couldn't find the other one today that i looked for that one um, it might have been stolen <laughs> it might it might have been maybe maybe it was i hope not um, but did see a buck last night, just a little forky, but mm-hmm. it was cool in Iowa. Saw my first Iowa deer, dude. And those bodies are huge. Dude, it's like a four corn. I'm like, that dude is a giant. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. The size of their bodies. And then, uh, ended up going back in and hunting that same spot this morning and saw, I think it was probably the same forky along the edge of that, uh, that, that cornfield that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, couldn't really tell cause I, I didn't have. You know, again, forgot some stuff in the truck. I forgot my binos and didn't get a chance to look um, to see exactly what it was. Didn't see anything else the rest of the day. And then actually just got back in, went to a spot that you and I scouted this March. Uh, there was a big historical rub that was there. And it's just through a bunch of, you know, multi-floor rows and just kind of hard, nasty to get into, which, you know, because you and I walked through it together. Um, managed to kind of, once I got in there, there's a big drop off, maybe 
a hundred yards after you get in. There's a big drop down into a creek bottom, or you know, you know, a big draw or whatever. But there's water running down there, and so I was like, I was smart. I was like, you know what? Let me stop here and let me glass real quick for a couple minutes just to make sure I'm not gonna. Because at the entrance, the beginning part of the hike is pretty. You can be pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get really thick until you get across that drainage or yep. across that draw and onto the next ridge. That's where it starts to get you know kind of nasty. So I was like, let me just kind of do a quick glass here and make sure that I'm not going to like blow anything out. That's just standing right here. Cause if, if I can glass something up right here, I was like, I might just climb a tree right here and see if I can't get him to play ball. If it's a buck, right? Sure. I glassed for like three, four minutes, whatever it was. Didn't see anything. I was like, okay, coast is clear. I took three steps and like saw a tail jump, you know? And then I kind of looked and as he was, he was moving up the, there's a bend in the stream that's there and he was moving up like, the bend getting ready to jump onto the ridge and start climbing. And I could just see the back of his head and I saw bone, you know, decent buck, nothing. You would pass him, put it that way. Mm -hmm. In in Iowa, you would pass him. Me, maybe. (laughs) Right. right. Um, You know, but you know, I'm, I'm, I get, I have a little bit different, I guess, purview coming from Pennsylvania and I'm only here for two weeks and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, you and I had an interesting conversation though about, you know, my approach and there's a deer that in, in the area that I hunted last night that I sent you the trail camera pictures and you were like you said for a moment I'm like man I hope that buck walks by Clint because I know he'll arrow it and then like we were talking today you're like kind of glad that buck didn't walk by you last night so that's tell me a little bit about about your hunts yep. what you have going on what your plan is and then what you meant by I'm glad that buck didn't walk by you <laughs> so um with all the travels that I that I did all summer um I didn't get back to Iowa till October 15th and I was really, really, really behind. Um, at that time I only had like three, two, two, two stands hung. And then I ran out a day and hung three more, uh, another one in public. And, um, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? Like I haven't done any October. I don't have anything set up for October. Um, and I'll be the first to admit, I am not the best October buck hunter. Right. Um, the only thing I know to do is like go to food. Right. You know, and, um, I've only got one lease this year that I planted on and it was, it was a decent plot, but it was, you know, we were fighting hot weather and then we were fighting rain and I planted that plot, you know, two different times. But so October, I'm, I'm not real optimistic about it. And it was literally just going to be taking some stabs, some wild, you right. know, wild guesses. And, and I thought, okay, this probably isn't going to work. My best bet to utilize my time is to probably get stands hung for the rut. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. And right. and roll the dice. I know where the hot spots are. Let's just focus on that. The rut will be here in two, three weeks anyways. Right. So let's just do that. And So that's what I've been doing. Um I've kind of been hunting. I wouldn't say I've been hunting hard yet. I've been hunting mostly evenings. Right. I've only done one morning hunt so far. And, um, and even that one, I just sat in a, in my 
grizzly box blind right on the food plot. I needed to check cameras there anyways. So I thought, you know, I'll just sit there. So, and these are all spots that are like 80 yards from my truck. Right. Not invasive at all. Now that being said, we're getting into November 3rd, November 4th. It's, it's time to start picking up the pace and start hunting a little more, get a little more invasive into some of my deeper spots and, and stuff. But, um, you know, the spot that I kind of have been monitoring as a, as a base spot for you uh, and myself this year, there's a, there's a solid four-year-old 140 inch buck that's just super wide, just Mm -hmm. super cool buck. Um, I've got pictures of him from last year and, and he's been coming back around this year. He's been seen from that tree stand a couple of times. And I, I, when I thought of that buck, I thought, man, like that's a solid Iowa four-year-old tank, tank body. I mean, he's not a 180 inch buck, which as we know, they're around every tree. Yeah. I've seen 20 of them since I've been here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Everybody thinks, oh, you're in Iowa. There's 180s running around. I mean, it's what, yeah, it's what we all moved here for, but um, I'm 41 years old and I'm like 5'10". I ain't going to get any taller. Right. So not every buck is going to be 180, but he's a solid buck. And I thought, man, he's, and I know he's got like a lot, he's got like a horse body. He's right. re- when you see him, he's, he's super long. Right. And, um, so anyways, I thought, man, if you see him, I was like, he's going to shoot him. And that's right. a, that's a very respectable, mature buck to shoot, especially on public in public land in Iowa. I always say you get a ten inch handicap as soon as you walk into <laughs> right. it. Yeah, that forky exactly. was actually about sixty inches. Right, <laughs> but um, the then I thought, man, he's actually here for two weeks. He's not here for like a weekend hunt. Right. Like I hope he doesn't shoot that because I know if you sit bell to bell from November fifth to November twelfth whatever, November 6th, the 12th, you're going to see an Iowa hammer. Right. You know, it, it's just, it's going to happen, you know. Um, well, you've had them, you've had them in there every year on trail camera. Yeah. You yeah. Know, at least, at least, because you would send, we always trade trail camera pictures. And yep. stuff. You trade more than I do because I don't have as much to send you. It's like, <laughs> but um, every year I've gotten a picture from you, at least one in mm-hmm. that area that is just like a, 160 170 where it's like ooh. and when we get done i'll i've got fresh ones from like two weeks ago three weeks nice. ago uh some of them i sent you but there's I mean, there's more too right. as well but yeah it's um i mean it's a good spot it's just um you know there is some farm ag mm-hmm. around there it's just it's 6300 acres i mean yeah. yep it's a big spot and, that, and it's not a short hike either no you know what i mean no. it's like i i i uh i tracked it coming out it's like I mean, it's not a terribly long hike, you know, necessarily. It's like three quarters to a, to a mile, you know, after you get off the, you know, off the, the horse trail and kind of dive into the timber or whatever, depending on mm-hmm. what part you're going to. It's three quarters to, to a mile, which yeah. isn't an easy hike necessarily. You know, And I, I haven't tracked it other than uh, one day I tracked when I made it to the gravel. Mm-hmm. And then it was a 10 minute, 10 minute walk back to the truck right. on gravel. And I know it's at least another 10, Yeah, you know, through the through the nasty briars and yeah, you know, whatnot. But, um, that's the tricky part of getting into that, that piece. Like if you pick the right route, you can get in kind of quiet. If you pick the wrong route, like you're screwed. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's like, and I made that mistake going in the first evening, Yeah, which was like, I just, I went too far down and then dove off into the timber. And then mm-hmm. it was just fighting multiflora rose, like the whole, the whole way. I've know? got a spot on the, on the Creek that it, where it doubles back and mm-hmm. makes a real sharp S and then it it 
makes a low point, and that's where I cross to climb out. I found that on my way out. Yeah, <laughs> today. If, if you find that where it kind of snakes down, and then you kind of got to get a running start, you know, yeah. <laughs> to get up the other side. Yep. And then immediately you have to duck and go under a tree. Yep. Um, I actually found a shed underneath that tree two years ago, right nice. there. Um, but if you start there, uh, there is a deer trail that goes all the way to, yep. the, to the gravel. Yep. I found that today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's money. When you find it, you're like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I've been kind of taking a similar approach. I know you were hunting a lot of evenings, but what I've been doing is like, I've been hunting morning since I've been here, but it's really because I've been going out hunting a morning and then I'll go out in the afternoon to a piece that I want to check out, check cameras, put a camera out, mm-hmm. do a little scouting, figure out where I'm going to set up. Like I did this evening when I finally made it to the top of that second ridge. And that was about three quarters ish of a mile, two ridges over. Yep. And uh, found that old rub that was uh, that we found this March. There was a scrape underneath of it, so it, I, that was a good enough spot for me. Hot sign, stop, don't question it, set up. So I did, and I ended up just leaving my stuff in the tree because then I'll go back there and hunt tomorrow morning, and then pull my stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, eleven, twelve o'clock, whatever it is. And then there's one other piece I want to go walk that we walked in March and hang a camera on. Um, and so that's kind of been what I've been my plan and what i've been doing so it's like a morning hunt get out late morning head to another piece scout it set up to hunt for that evening and then let my stuff and then go back and hunt it that morning mm-hmm. and then like you said it's like once we get just a few more days in here to know into november i'll have an idea of where i want to be when i want to be mm-hmm. and then start doing the bell to bell sits where i'm just going to go in and put my time in and you know and 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 get ready to see some of that you know uh, mid-afternoon movement you know what i mean where you oftentimes get a lot of the big boys moving around one o'clock two o'clock you know they happen to get up you know um and so that's kind of my plan is, is 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 that i think that ridge can be really good i think where i was at this evening around that scrape i think it's not a great morning or i'm sorry i think it's not a great evening spot but i think it could be a dynamite morning spot because when i was looking yep. on on x there's ag maybe 200 yards away as the crow flies like down the ridge up one more ridge and there's doe bedding along both sides of that ridge a buck could literally walk from that ag from you know getting his dinner or whatever in the morning hit the top of that ridge walk it and with the thermals scent check bedding on both sides yep yep and as i was sitting there it didn't dawn on me until i was sitting there and i started like looking around and was like e-scouting to see like you know, is there another spot on here I want to look at? You know, where do I want to, you know, is this the right spot? And I was like, man, I was like, I think this could be a really good morning spot. Now, when I was getting out, I, I blew another deer out. They heard me moving. They didn't smell me or see me. I had the wind in my face, actually, whenever I was getting out. And uh, the wind switched on me like three times while I was up there. And then uh, and that deer, deer blew out. You know, I never never saw it. You know, mm-hmm. it never saw me. It never smelled me. It just heard me crushing, crashing through the, the multi-floor rows. So. Yeah. I got to get in there early tomorrow because I'm definitely going to make some noise getting in there because it's virtually impossible to walk that and not make any noise. Yeah. So unless I just kind of parachute in, which get that Johnny Utah chopper out. Yeah. <laughs> got a big zip line. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's your plan for tomorrow? Um, What is the wind tomorrow? I looked and then I forgot. I... Uh... Let's pull it up here and see. The wind has always been 
Man, it's been really weird. We've had a lot of south winds right now. We uh, we're kind of warming up a little bit. We are. It's going to be 52 tomorrow, which is another reason why I'm I'm like I'm going to hunt the morning because the morning should still be nice and cool. Yeah, you know. And then yeah, it's going to be like 35. South it is. wind in the south. morning. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. I know where I'm going to go. Where are you headed? I'm actually headed to my lease. Yeah. Yep. Um. I. I have a tree stand over there that I really, really, really like. Um, I like it for a northeast wind is like my ultimate primo. North, northeast is really good. Um, But I've got a draw in front of me and a draw behind me. So it's kind of one of those like, even when I hunted on a north wind, I'm screwing myself on the draw behind me. But um South actually works. South is my second preferred wind. Um, West and anything West, Mm -hmm. Northwest, West, Southwest, those just screw me. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go in the morning. Nice. Well, all my shit's in a tree. So I have to go back to that, to that spot. But a South wind works, works there because I'm where I'm kind of sitting with the thermals in the morning. Like I should be. I should be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. I mean, if I were if I were to pick a wind, I would probably choose a west, a straight west, mm-hmm. would probably be my ideal wind for that spot. But a south wind will will work. If I booger anything up, it's only going it's going to be the one side of the bedding, which mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about because where I'm set up, it's like I'm not planning for a buck to come from there. It's like where I see the trails kind of running, the south wind I should be fine. A um. Southeast could work really good for you too. Southeast actually would be really good. Yeah, it sucks getting in. It, it sucks getting into that place. But I don't once care. you're in, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to get into because no matter what the wind is doing, you're gonna you're gonna hurt an area walking in. No matter the wind, because there's literally bedding everywhere. Yeah, you're yeah. literally walking through bedding. Yeah, yeah. You like do. on your on your way into this into this particular ridge. Yeah. Actually, two sections of bedding. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of which side of the bedding are you gonna are you gonna screw up? Mm-hmm. You know, are you gonna screw up the west side? Or are you gonna screw up the east? Haven't side? seen any Sasquatch sightings. No Sasquatch yet. No, no. Thought no. I heard one tonight though. It's early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. swear, if there is a Sasquatch um, in Iowa, it's in Shimmick, and there's a breeding pair of them. I'm convinced. I think I heard them tonight. There's some big gnarly woods. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, there's parts of that, that like no human oh, yeah. in this modern era has For sure. been to. Oh, yeah. Um, it's crazy. I mean, just some of it, I mean, partially too, just because some of it's, you know, surrounded by private to a degree to where it's like, mm-hmm. if you want to get to that one spot, I mean, oh, yeah. put your hiking boots on, buddy, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be pleasant. You know what I mean? It's like just, it's so, I think the thing that shocks me the most is just like how thick everything is. Like people think of Iowa, they think of like flat, you know big you know timber stands you know what i mean with you know pristine kind of timber or whatever yeah but this is just like it's like the bush yeah it's it's it gnarly. The first time i went into shimmick um on a real scouting mission it was like um late august um 
and I went real deep, deep into Shimmick and, um, when I first moved here and I had a couple of trail cameras in a backpack, uh, cell phone died like halfway back there. And I'm right. just like, you know, yep. I'm a man. I don't need a cell phone. Um, and, 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 you know, you're like, you're looking for sign. So like, I'm not even thinking like, uh, navigation right. at, at this point. So I'm just, I'm looking for sign, looking at trees and ridges and look at this kind of stuff. And then I get a couple of cameras set up and I'm like, sweet. All right. I need to head this way to go back to that trail. I've been walking for like an hour. I'm like I should have come to the gravel at some point. Right. And I think what happened is, is it like, is it, isn't there like some science to the geographical? Like if you're lost, you need to make, force yourself to kind of go left a little. Cause you, you, you yeah. just want to keep going kind of curving to the right. Yeah. And I literally 45 minutes later, I'm like, I crossed that tree 45 right. minutes ago. I'm like, I just made a complete circle. I'm like, Oh crap. And there was a moment where I was actually thinking like, okay, it's like two in the morning, maybe time just to park it next to a tree and wait till daylight. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I finally caught like a sound of like a semi Jake break going down that highway, right, right. you know, oh. Brrr, yeah, you it's know? Like, oh, the road's up there. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I make it to the gravel and right. boogie and back to my truck. And you know, Kelly's like, I thought you were dead, you know, almost. <laughs> all, I, so did I. <laughs> so, nice. um, it's a big chunk of timber. And I mean, you know, maybe that makes me not a woodsman. I don't know, but it's a big chunk. I'm the same way, man. I can get turned around pretty easy. I'll start doing the same thing where I'm, I'm looking for sign. I'm looking at stuff or whatever. I just wasn't paying attention and, at and all. And I just get turned around and I'm like, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's so thick in there. Like you can't see real far. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't pick out like a landmark out in front of you somewhere. You know, it's just like, there's a lot of deadfall. So it just looks like it looks the same. Sure. You know, everywhere. The piece I was in this evening is a little easier because you know you're over two ridges. So it's like when I come back, it's got to be two ridges back. You know what I mean? And so, uh -huh. you know, generally where I was set up in the tree, you know, I was like, okay, it's back over my left shoulder is like how I get out of here. You yeah. know, like that general direction, two ridges across two, across two creek bottoms. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and so creek bottom one. Okay. Check. You know, creek bottom two. Okay. Check. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then my boots got wet. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. But all right. Well, that's the, uh, that's our update for the, uh, well, what it is today, the 2nd, November, yeah. November 2nd. And time changes tomorrow. Time right? changes tomorrow, yeah, so one hour less of sleep, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I still need, like, one more day to catch up. Yeah. But uh hope everyone out there is having some success in rut uh, during this uh, during the rut. If you're traveling, be safe. Uh, if you're hunting, be safe. Wear your damn safety harness if, yes. you're, if you're in a tree. And uh, we will be back here, if not tomorrow, the next day. We'll try to keep putting these out uh, to let you guys know what's happening. So until then, thanks for listening. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. If you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We'd be super appreciative if you do those two things for us. And before I shut this thing down, I need to give a big shout-out to our partners who continue to help us make this podcast possible. Tethered, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Skull Brew Coffee Company, Gumleaf USA Boots, Obsession Bows, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Down Wind. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do hard shit hat for those of us who like to embrace microdosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.